Welcome back to Side Peace Show. And happy, happy, happiest freaking new year. I cannot even believe we are in 2023. And I am so excited to kick it all off here with you guys. Teresa and I just got done recording our first episode in 2023 for Namaste Bitches. This is just going to be such a kick-ass year. I'm so excited to see what happens, what we do, um, and just bring it for you guys. A million thank yous for making 2022 so amazing for me. It, I always say it. It's because of you guys listening, supporting, telling all of your friends and family to listen and support. That's what keeps me going, doing side piece, starting Namaste Bitches, and doing that with Teresa. Everything has just been such a blast. I'm so grateful and thankful and lucky for this, for what I do, and for all of you. So a huge thank you to an amazing 2022, and I cannot wait to freaking kick some ass in 2023. And the crazy part is, you guys, I was just telling somebody, you know, I'm at my almost one year, I'm sorry, not one, she's two-year anniversary with Side Piece. Like, I can't believe it. I've been doing this for two years. And of course, I like to talk and say things about my life and what's going on. But when you're interviewing people, it's not about you. It's about them and making it fun for them and making my friends, guests comfortable and just having an awesome chat. So you guys really like it. The episode today was just completely different than any I've ever had. Again, two years I'm going on this, over a hundred people I've interviewed. A hundred. This episode today was probably my, for me personally, and I think for my guests, but for me for sure, the most raw, real, vulnerable chat I've ever had with any guest. And, you know, I always get into it with the guests. I love talking with them and just having a great time. But like we really got into it today. And I never expect to chime in so much about what's going on with me because again I want to make it about the person that I'm that's taking the time so awesomely to come and, and talk with me but I really opened up and I shared things that I've never talked about before and I got off after we wrapped and I my first thought was oh I don't want to share this like this we got deep and real and am I ready to put this out there and then I'm thinking, why wouldn't I? This is the, what we're doing. This is the point of doing all this, right? So um, I just hope you guys appreciate it. Um, the guest was as amazing as our conversation. She's so incredible. Um, and I'm just so lucky to have been able to meet her and have her on and and talk the way we did and open up and just share and like feel things. So I'm really excited beyond words to kick off the new year with this hot, awesome, badass lady and the way that we did. So celebrating almost two years of side piece, I, I can't think of a, an a more awesome talk, guest, anything to kick it all off. I hope you love it. And as always, I thank you from the bottom of my big fat heart. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening, for sticking with side piece, listening to Namaste. We have a new Namaste bitches episode coming up to you guys today. So you're going to have to get going with these podcasts. You got to get some side piece in. You got to listen to Namaste bitches. Don't forget to follow Namaste bitches at Namaste bitches pod. Follow our podcast review. We love you guys. I'm not even joking. I read every single reviews, every comments, every reviews, the good, the bad. And for those a-holes doing the ugly. Yes, I read those too. So I appreciate all the love, all the amazing support, your messages on social, uh, the comments. It just it is the greatest thing ever. It warms my heart. And again, it's what keeps me and Trace and I doing this. So a million thank yous as always. And I can't wait for an amazing 2023 with you guys. My guest today, I already started talking about her. I can't, she's such a badass rock star. And not only that, she is the first housewife to ever go from one housewife franchise to another. We saw her 
over a decade ago on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, going probably through one of the hardest things that anyone's ever gone through other than my Namaste Bitches co-host, Teresa. And she's the first one then to leave a franchise and go to another one, which is called Real Housewives of Orange County. Yes, you guys know exactly who I'm talking about. She is a bright light, a beautiful, absolutely badass mom, woman, just everything. I love this woman and I'm so freaking excited to tell you today that my guest kicking off 2023 on side piece is the one, the only Taylor Armstrong. How are you? I'm good, honey. Holiday craziness like everybody. How are you? I mean, same. And how old is Kennedy now? 16. Oh my God. Cause I was That's like, its own shit show. <laughs> I mean, oh, see, see, that's that's what I was just talking about. I don't like, I don't know what's worse right now. These young, young days or when my girl gets older and she's like an a-hole to me because she's a girl and we all are. Yes. That is the case. Is it rough? Bad news. <laughs> you know it's good it's good days and bad like a couple of days ago she was like I went in her room and I was like she's in finals right now so she's a little stressed out and she doesn't like school anyway and then she was like I was like oh well what final do you have tomorrow she goes I just you know know that I'm in such a bad mood that you might not want to talk to me right now <laughs> I'm like okay see you later You're like Thanks at least for the you told me you prepared me for this <laughs> yes I'm walking away I mean, how was she though? Because you guys were like, she was so young and then you were gone for a while out of the whole thing. Yeah. And then she's older. So she gets stuff. How was she when you're, because when you're like, Hey, Kennedy, I'm going back to all this. She can get it now. Yeah. How was she? You know, I, I think she, she's good. She's really kind of a chill kid. And so she's just like, do you, you know, she's busy doing her. She has seven best friends and we call them the hateful eight. And, <laughs> <laughs> and they're always together. They have their own life. I mean, you'll see all of a sudden when they get their car, they're like, see you later. So at least you don't have, you, it's kind of a blessing because you don't have to do carpool and all that. But at the same time, you really lose them when they start driving. So does it make you sad? You're like, where's my baby? Are you like, good, I'm glad she's getting older and she's like spreading her wings and like I'm done with taking no. care of it. Around <laughs> no, you miss I hate it. it. I, the reason I think I, well, you have two. So like when the first one leaves, I think it'll prepare you more for the second, right? Yeah. But for me, I only have one. And so I'm just like, once she's gone, I'm done. Like that's it. And so I wake up pretty much every morning, like, Oh no, she's only, it's only going to be another year and a half. Cause she's a junior, you know, we're almost through the first semester. So, you know, I just am like, ah, you're counting down. You're like, I yeah. have this time. It's like a countdown to Christmas. And then all of a sudden it's, Christmas is here. Yeah. Except you're excited for Christmas and I'm dreading her going away. And she's so funny because she's like counting the days because she's excited to go and I'm counting the days I'm dreading it of course but every kid's like ready to get the hell away from the parents and oh 100 yeah and she's very independent I think well part of that's probably from being an only child and just um she's just a really independent kid I mean I feel like she of course I would never allow it but I feel like she could have moved out and lived on her own at like 14 and been fine incredible right yeah, pay her bills, do her thing. She's good. She's like, oh, mom, my car needs an oil change. And she just, she's on top of all of her stuff, which is cool. But at the same time, it makes me feel like I'm not needed. I know. <laughs> so sad. Like, but I'm still your mommy. She's like, don't ever say mommy again. Like I'm no, done no. with days. <laughs> and I'm not getting the mommy. When you left then, seven? Well, let's see. So she was. No, no. Oh, when we God. left, when we left Beverly Hills. Yeah. Yeah. When we left Beverly Hills, she was six, seven, you know? Ish. Yeah. Around there. Yeah. Somewhere around in there. Well, let's see. I should know the answer to this question. Because her, your iconic birthday party was her fifth. Fourth. Four. Yes. Four. Yeah. She turned four in season one. Portia turned two. And um, then we did. So we would have, she would have been four. I think seven. Seven. Yeah. Three. Yeah. And but like yeah. everything you went through was a lot. 
what were you then like, sure, I'll come back and do this? Well, part of it is that my life is so very different now. Yeah. And I mean, I, I didn't really get to enjoy Beverly Hills as much as I would have liked to. I mean, we had so many fun off-camera moments, but my life was so stressful at home and the show was stressful. You know, you have, there's a lot of anxiety in fighting with your friends and anticipating what's going to happen, you know, the next day when everybody gets back together or what it's going to look like when it all airs and then what it's going to look like at the reunion. And so with that crew. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they weren't playing. No, so we had to stress, you have to stress with your friends. And then like, oh, like Kyle and, um, and Lisa get to go home to these great husbands who are super supportive and are like, you know, you're perfect in every way. Don't worry about it. And I'm going home to the exact opposite. So it was just like stress upon stress upon stress. And I'm, I was just a ball of nerves all the time. And so I wanted to go back just because I wanted to be able to experience the show in a completely different way. And also for people to see that there is life after. I do a lot of public speaking on domestic violence, relationship inequality. I love speaking at universities for kids to teach them a little bit about what not to do, all those right. red flags. And so part of that is being able to show people out there that might be experiencing something that I went through, that there is life after, that there's a whole new life after going through abuse or going through relationship inequality. I know. And like you, and that's, I mean, I, I was thinking back to everything that you went through. I mean, it's not only the marriage, you had a young baby at home, you know, you, the abuse that came out yes. on camera. I mean, and, and you know what else, Taylor? Oh my gosh, duh, that I was just thinking about the timing of all us talking and then Twitch. Oh my God, I know. Unbelievable. So like when you see things, because, you know, I've been through abuse too, and I don't know what's triggering for you, if anything ever, or certain things, but like, that's separate, obviously, but like the suicide, when you see something like this happen, are you like, it, it doesn't go to you personally? I mean, how do you deal? I mean, I know it's been so long, but like how yeah. it's different from me reading it as opposed to you reading something like this. Yeah. I think that the thing I think about most with the situation with Twitch and with Russell's suicide is just I thought about the kids like nonstop because Russell has two other children prior to Kennedy. And just for me, the feeling, wondering if the kids feel like, did they not love me enough to stay on the earth, to spend their life with me and see me grow up? And that's the thing that with Twitch, the same, you know, with his children, I just thought, oh, I hope those babies know that it, their lives it just, that's the part that I could start crying right now, but that's how I felt about my kiddos when it all happened on top of all the chaos, but just that I didn't want them to feel like they weren't worth staying on the earth for, you know, that, and just, did they not, did he not want to see me grow up, you know, and just to realize that there was something so internally unstable about him that that was, didn't even come into his mind whatsoever, you know, it has nothing to do with them, but they, they can't accept that. You know, you feel like I feel for the kids the most, especially just in reading the Twitch thing that really sparked a lot of the emotions that I felt for the kids in my life when Russell died. Holy. And Holy. like, do you then, cause then if, would Kennedy ever see something like this? Would she see something like about a Twitch who this happened? Like, would she even see, is she even in the know of this stuff or is that too young? No, I mean, I think, well, you know, with, with everything that's out there, social media and their access to everything, I'm sure she knows about it. I don't know if she would know specifically who he was, Twitch, but I, I don't know if it would spark anything with her. That's a, that's a good question. Um, we don't really talk about it. She was so young and she didn't really have a relationship with Russell, mostly because he worked like he was a major workaholic and he would go to work before she got up and he would come home after she went to bed. So they didn't spend a lot of time together. Um, I remember trying. So Dr. Sophie, who was on Beverly Hills with me a little bit, um, he went after the suicide. He and I, of course, talked a lot and um, he asked me to remind her about him because 
he felt it was important that she didn't think people just disappear off the face of the earth. So to kind of remind her a little bit about him. And I said, um, one day we were in the car on the way to school, not long after. And she said, I said, do you miss daddy? And she said, no, N O. And she was in her car seat. And I said, well, I miss him sometimes. I'm like, do you remember when we all went to Hawaii together and you were doing this with them? And she's like, no, N-O. And she was just really emphatic about it. And then she said, mommy, why would you miss a boy that screamed at you all the time? I know. So those are the moments. And when I do a lot of public speaking um, where I try to help people realize what I didn't realize, which was that you know, you know, kids are so much more perceptive than we think, you know, and they know a lot more about what's going on. They hear, they pick up, like I thought I did as a kid. And that's what kind of made me become and do certain things. And now I'm, another thing too, with like, when I talk with someone like, like, of course I love meeting people and like interviewing and like, but like the, the biggest thing is, it's you, right? Like you're a mom, you're a wife. And like, I try to put myself in your shoes, like with this twitch thing. My first thing was like, Oh my God, I wonder how Taylor feels about this, you know, because I'm going to see you and this just happened. And you know, I like, again, I love to do this, but like, like I was saying, Tamara came on freaking, I don't know, over a year ago. And like, she and I have kept, like, I just love to meet you guys and like meet cool people. And like, real people. And it's more than just you being on a show, right? It's again, it's you being a mom, you being a wife, you being a friend, a daughter, like all these things. And I try to put myself in your shoes. So it's like these certain things that you've been through, I've been through. And I think that's why I was even more excited to just talk with you because you've been through it and you've been, look at, look at the rebound. Like you said, you can rebound, right? And you, your life can be so magical after a lot of shit that you go through. Yeah. And for me too, I think something you mentioned, like, does it, does it bring stuff up for me? I think I have, um, I was asking Dr. Sophie about this a few years ago because I've spoken about it so much about my abuse and the suicide and, um, in telling my story, I still get emotional when I do public speaking. I usually only get emotional when I talk about Kennedy. Um, but I feel like it was, it's somebody else's life I'm talking about because so much of it, it's unbelievable, first of all, that I allowed it to happen in my life and that I lived through it. But I think that I, so when I talked to Dr. Sophie, I said, is this because I'm like compartmentalizing this? Is it going to come up later? And he said, no, I think it's because you've healed from it and you've moved on and you've shared your story and you're able to use it for the greater good, as opposed to just dwelling in it. You know, right, you can go right. one way or the other. I'm doing this really cool project right now that I'm so excited about. It's a group of female superheroes, animated, and they, they are all domestic violence survivors. And wow. each one of them has a superpower based on what their abuse was like. So it's taking, for instance, in India, they burn their women horribly. Um, and so my Indian... Um, lady, she can throw fire. And so she'll throw a ring of fire around an abuser. And then that gives a chance for the the victim to get away. But also I have a central figure who is a detective who's lost her hearing from an explosion. And she has an internal scanner in her ear and all the superheroes report to her. And so when one of them finds something happening, then she sends in reinforcements. So it's not vigilante justice. It's actually the law coming in and taking over. But all my superheroes have a protective power from what they've experienced. So I'm trying to turn it around so it's more than we can talk about it more because it's you know now we're talking about superheroes we're not talking about strength you're taking that and getting stronger from it yes it's a really fun project so I've been writing a ton it's a book it's going to be a book series and it's going to be a lot of things and I'm just like so turned on by the whole idea of empowering women through these cool stories and also I'm representing all the cultures and so I've been doing a ton of research on how people are abused in different cultures and just creating these powerful women out of the ashes and that my five core women are the Phoenix Five and it's the Phoenix rising from the ashes. 
that is so freaking dope. I mean, a, a if you ever need any thoughts, whatever, like yes. in real life, like I've been through it. I all, love it. Like through it all. And I like with you, it's like, how do you not dwell on it? Certain things will trigger it and I'll think about it, but it's also like it happened for a reason. What can I use to be better, stronger, whatever from it? And you know what I always think too? I don't know if this is weird enough for you do. I completely got off on a tangent, but it's just like, I've never talked to anybody who's been through things like this, you know? Okay. So I always think, what would I've done differently? You know, because I was doing an interview and someone said in this third party, she was like being abused and someone was chiming in saying, why would they let her? Why would she let herself be abused? Yeah. And I, that's probably the first time I've ever been like triggered, triggered. And I was like, I let myself, you know, I was, you know, I hear you. You, you know what I'm saying? That was really frustrating for me. Cause then I was like, yes. am I weak? I'm weak. Like I will rip someone's face off, but then yes. I'm like, how did I let it happen? I know. I hear you, honey. I hear you. But you know what? I also say, people don't ask you out on a date and punch you in the face. I mean, it's a slow burn. It happens over time. And before you know it, you know, I use an analogy when I speak about a frog and I, so you put a frog in boiling water, it's going to jump out. But if you put a frog in some lukewarm water, it's just going to swim around for a while, right? You turn up the heat a little, now it's on vacation, swimming around in the jacuzzi. And the next thing you know, the water's boiling and the frog is dead. And so it's, I mean, that is, really, as you well know, it, it isn't, it doesn't just, Hey, you want to go out on a date? And then bam, you know, and it, as it builds, I think for me, I started making excuses for it or accepting pieces of it. And I hear so often where it's, you make me this way. Like I never, you know, I don't get this mad with other people. It's you that makes me this way. And you start doubting yourself and wondering, am I the reason this is happening? And it's, I I hear it so frequently. I visit shelters all over the country when I speak and I listen to women's stories. And I've been in shelters that are behind bars, um, literally because the women are not safe. And I've been in shelters in Beverly Hills and the stories are so similar. It's a slow burn. And, you know, we definitely don't bring it on ourselves. It's just trying to find a safety plan to leave. And for me, the thought of sharing custody with a wild man, with Kennedy, was worse and more scary for me than just staying in it. So that I felt like I was protecting her. Yeah. The biggest thing to stay, just like to have her here with me instead of what's going to happen when I'm not here. And I think too, all the threats of if you, you know, because he had the financial security that I didn't have, which is so common financial abuse. And he would threaten me and say, if you leave, I will bankrupt you. And then I will take Kennedy because I'll have you deemed an unfit mother because you'll have no resources. And, you know, you begin to believe that. And one of the things I speak about with the financial abuse is that there are so many amazing services out there available, legal services, and that you can leave and they don't, that doesn't happen. It's not like the financial disparity makes you lose custody of your kids. And it was something that he had me so convinced of that I was terrified to be in that position. Was anyone supportive? Like, was anyone, because it came out on the show, was anyone really supportive? Because we saw a lot of people whispering in the background. Right. Did you ever feel like anyone had your back? On the show? Yeah. Because you feel so alone when you're going through this, right? And you don't want to tell people because it's your husband. What if you guys work it out? Like, that was me. Like, I didn't want to yes. say so because I love this person and I want to work it out. So I don't want them to think that he's a bad person. Right. And it, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. It, and it also, you're on a roller coaster and then you drag your friends on the roller coaster with you because, you know, I hate him. I'm leaving now. I want to work it out. Like, just like what you said. And so they, they hear me, see me crying and upset and wanting to leave. And then they see me holding his hand at a charity event. And they're like, I don't get it. Because if you haven't lived through it, as you well know, then you're like, I don't get it. Like, why don't you just leave? And it's, as you know, also not that easy. And so that was definitely something that caused a big divide with the ladies on Beverly Hills, because they were just so frustrated out of caring 
you know, why don't you leave? And then seeing me like back with them, they were just confused because as, as, as we both know, if you haven't lived it, it's hard to understand how you can continue to love someone that's hurting you like that. Right. And stay totally. So do you think it helped you to like get it out and deal with it, that it was brought out? Like Camille was like, we don't talk about it, but we're talking about it now. I mean, at that time, it was probably, I can't even imagine how devastating to be out in what's the, I mean, what is the word, I guess, like to have it come uh, out. Yeah. Um, I remember staring at my producer, you know, the cameras were on this side and Camille was sitting next to me. And the minute she said it, I just remember staring directly at Chris, um, one of our, our head producer. And I just felt like, I was in shock. I didn't even, I don't even know if I responded. I think I was just staring at him. And I just, I knew in that moment because Russell used to threaten to kill me. I mean, he would say, I'm afraid I'm going to kill you someday. And in that, in that very moment, when I'm staring at Chris, I'm thinking something is about to happen. Either things are going to get really good or things are going to get really bad, but something dramatic is going to happen. Scary. So then like, sorry. It's like insane. Like, I feel horrible that you went through all this. I know it was so long ago, but like. Oh, <laughs> sorry. You're going to make me cry. <laughs> oh my God. Sorry. Sorry. I like feel. No, that's so. No. Well, you've lived it. So yeah. I'm sure it's, it's, it's more. Like mine was so long ago too. Right. But then, you know, what I, I literally right now as we're talking, you know, I was just thinking is that then you join the one with OC and Gina went through, I mean, hers was, you know, the one time, not that it is any better or worse. Oh, right. But like it, did you, you knew of that, right? Pre going to OC. I did no. not. Oh, mm-hmm. you didn't. Mm-mm. No. So how and you know, she and I've never talked about it. Really? Mm-hmm. We should though. So she, it was never brought up like, Oh my gosh. Cause you know, I'm sure she's seen, I mean, this was so long ago with you. No one was ever like, Oh, Taylor went through some like crazy shit. Like you did. Like it was, you had never talked about it. We've never talked about it. Gina and I together. No. I mean, she knows my story, you know, Gina knows, I mean, she's made reference to like, you know, her divorce and how painful it was. And, and, um, just like, I mean, and people will go like, well, it's nothing compared to what you've been through. And I'm like, it's, you know, it's your own experience that, you know, it, it hurts deeply no matter what so um but we've never talked directly about it did you guys so how was it you you know you have these oh like you're freaking like you're like the og man i mean i think back (laughs) of your cast i mean they don't make it like that anymore really they don't i mean i know your cast is great and i know like ultimate girls trip is great but like freaking vanderpump adrian camille you i mean kim that shit was pure gold. I mean, do you, do you look back and you're like, nothing is ever going to compare to that. Even if it's like ultimate girls mashup with all these rock stars, do you ever compare it to like your first go at it with Beverly Hills? No, it'll never compare for me. I mean, we went through, so five of us out of the six were married. Right. So Divorce in season one, divorce in season two, the suicide, you know, basically another marriage breaking up in season three. I mean, it was like, we lived to hell and back together and we really, really cared about each other and still do. I mean, so I feel like we are going to be a family for life. Maybe sometimes it's a family that fights at Thanksgiving, but we're always going to be a family just through all of the ups and downs and, and really learning about reality TV together because none of us had ever obviously done it before. And I just think, um, I do think the original cast of Beverly Hills will always be, will always be gold. Would you ever go back if the whole crew was like, the whole gang was back together? Would you go back with them all? I would totally go back with the Beverly Hills girls. I love them all. And, um, and that would be interesting to see us all back together with how much all of our lives have changed. I mean, almost, well, not Kyle and Lisa, obviously, but everybody else, we've had major changes. You know, what's crazy. You were there 
when Kim and Kyle were like bad. And now how many years later, it's Kyle and Kathy. I know. And I love Kathy. Is it, is it hard? And you're cool with, like, you're cool with everybody from your cast. Yeah. I mean, I don't talk to, um, Kim and I really haven't kept in touch, but the other girls, I mean, we'll every once in a while, like somebody will post something and we don't get to see each other. I was just texting with Kyle a couple of days ago. I was up in LA for an event and I thought I might see her, but then she ended up not coming. But, um, yeah, I, I would love to see all of them and people, um, that don't live in, Southern California, they're like, oh, you must see the Beverly Hills girls all the time. But the OC, you have to take the 405 to LA. Please, I don't even like going past the 405. No, I know. I want the Taylor. I'm like Marina. And someone's like, you have to go to Beverly Hills. I'm like, uh, no, I don't. <laughs> I that, that is 10 miles in an hour drive. Like, fuck Correct. that. That's not happening. I know. When we went up for the uh, magazine event, actually, Tamara hosted. Um, went up to support her um celebrate her it was two and a half hours and then (laughs) you have you have to spend the night you know pack a suitcase to go to dinner and I'm like (laughs) it's not that easy (laughs) I wish they have no idea so I wish that we would all see each other more often and we should probably plan now that you're bringing it up I should plan a reunion of really the original cast to all just get together can you have the reunion of all the OGs plus just a loud mouth blonde, like on the, yes, <laughs> you can interview us, you yes. interview the group. Done. I am done. You know, I <laughs> met Kyle actually. Hello. Duh. I just last week had Mauricio on. Oh, I love Mo. He was dope. I met yeah. Kyle through, oh, the ultimate girls trip, their ultimate girls trip. I was okay. Cynthia Bailey's date. Cause I'm close with Cynthia. So I went to the Ultimate Girls Trip premiere, met Kyle, and then, you know, the whole crew. And then actually, that's how I started. I also started a podcast with Teresa from Jersey. That's right. That's right. So, but I met Kyle and then I was like, what are we doing? Like, Mauricio, let's go. We've been going back and forth. So I just had him on and it was actually timing too. It was right after he went on Watch What Happens Live. Okay. The Watch What Happens Live popped his cherry. He had never been on. And I don't know. I I know. I was like, Mauricio, how have you never been on? And is shocking. Shocking. He's like, I think, I I think he said maybe I was like a bartender, but he was never, he's like, I've never been in the hot seat. And I was like, so you weren't, you didn't get what you were about to get. Right. And he's like, I had no idea. (laughs) Andy asked him he's like I didn't watch it back and I said do you remember some of the things you said because I feel like some people black out because they're just like in the hot seat and they just like spew shit out yes Andy asked him the worst did you see this the worst Bravo lab Andy says you know in Andy fashion Andy says who's the worst Bravo lab you've ever met and this guy who is he you know how long has he been on do you know who he says Lisa Vanderpump I I could have guessed that. But really? <laughs> yeah. Is there a feud? Or because she's just a lot? Well, I think that uh, they just, I don't know. Kyle and Lisa, it's probably because of that. I mean, just, you know, they had some times. But um, they've always had a funny relationship, those two. Like, I think that they were really trying to promote one another because it was good for the show but then they really had underlying stuff and so I can see where Mo would say that I love him he was he was and so well spoken and he like you know what I appreciated too like you said the differences he supports his wife right yes and I mean what a difference it makes like you said I went home after the shit show that I just went to because all the women and they're coming at me and we're screaming. And I went home and it was more of a shit show. Correct. <laughs> Very and, stressful. And yeah. I thought, I mean, I was in the tabloids quite a bit for being anorexic back then. And it was just because I was and stressed out. Totally. <laughs> like, wasn't that I wasn't eating. It was just that my whole body was like running like a hamster wheel all the time, just from the stress. And I just couldn't get away from it. You and got the- no break. Yeah. I, it's a, I'm surprised my whole head's not gray, except I mean, this isn't my real hair. So that it, might help it's me. Okay. We have good hairdressers. 
<laughs> but um, no, but also, you know, one of the big regrets I have, we were talking about your children and mine and, um, and just like, I was not present for Kennedy. And it's one of the things when I'm speaking, I, I just get so choked up about because although I'd be laying in the floor coloring with her, my mind was on what happened last night or what could potentially happen tonight? What's going to happen tomorrow? How am I ever going to get us out of this mess? You know, is he going to blow up again tonight or, and you're just replaying those crazy tapes in your head of what he said to me last night. And am I going to take that in? And am I a slut? Am I a whore? Am I a bitch? Am I the reason that he keeps hitting me? You know? And so but I lost so many years with Kennedy, even though I was physically there because I was so mentally everywhere else. You weren't mentally really heartbreaking. So do you, when you guys started the show, all the shit with Russell had already started. Oh yeah. So did you think it was like going to get better or you were hoping it would blow over or because like right now I always say, how do they not know? Like a gen shot. How do you not know if you're doing all this behind the scenes? It's not going to come out when you're doing a show, you know, and some people think maybe the show will fix our marriage. Maybe they won't find out that I'm doing this. Did you, was there a point that you're like, maybe the show will get it good or was there maybe a part of you subconsciously that you're like, maybe it'll come out and that's my way out. Definitely did not want it to come out the abuse to come out. I, I think going into reality and anyone out there who's thinking about doing reality, let me tell you this. If you think you can fool the cameras, you're wrong. <laughs> so, yeah. I, oh, I'll just put my best foot forward. It'll be great. I can only tell the stuff I want to tell about myself, like the Jin Shaw's and, yeah. and so many people, you know, it's funny because you used to, well, when you apply for a job, you know, you, they ask you, have you ever been convicted of a felony? And of course, the answer for me would be no, but I'm starting to think when you're applying at Bravo, if you say yes, it's better. There you go. <laughs> it's a plus. Here's your peach. <laughs> That's right. or, I didn't mean to say peach. Sorry, Atlanta. I'm not just saying peach. Okay. I just, this is the first fruit that came Whatever out. piece of fruit, totally. whatever yeah, you're totally. holding. No, but I was like, wait, is a felony a good thing? <laughs> you, I mean, I with Bravo know. now, it's like, <laughs> Totally. But I mean, of course, you know, you know, I'm kidding. I'm going totally. But like, did you, were you like, it's not going to come out? Like, I'll be so good at hiding this and I can, I can put this home and then I can put it for the camera over here. Like I can separate. I definitely thought I could keep the abuse off the show. And until I saw season one, so season one, I started to see just watching. So they used to send them to us. It's how long ago it was on DVD. And we would have to watch them in advance so we could blog about it. And so they would, um, when I started watching them, I was like, oh my God, like I could even see how messed up our marriage looked even from the outside. And I would see, I saw such a stark contrast that I hadn't recognized being in the marriage because I was able to watch it and then see what Lisa and Ken's marriage looked like, what Kyle and Mauricio's marriage looked like. And I'm watching mine and we look like two people who don't even know each other. And then when I started, <clears throat> as the season started, one of my best friends who I'm actually going to start a podcast with soon, excitingly. Really? Yes. And I've known him since I was 18. Okay. And so I know I'm super excited and he's a longtime morning show personality. And so um, I'm super excited. We've been wanting to do this forever. And, but so he called me after season one started airing and he's like, I don't know who that girl is on that show, but it's not you. And having known me since I was so young, he was just like, I don't know what's going on in your life, but you need to talk to me because something's not right with you. And I saw myself and I was like, oh, I can't stand her. I look like a Stepford wife because as, as I'm sure you experienced, <clears throat> you just become a shell of yourself. Right. Because he would say, you laugh too much. So I'd laugh a little less. Then right. you talk too much. You don't talk enough. Your hair is too long. Your hair is too short. You're dressed too long. You're dressed too short. And you're just like, robotic totally. on the pot right and so you just become you're just become like no one you just become a ghost because you don't know who to be anymore and that's what I saw of myself in season one and I was just like wow I've really lost myself in this marriage but I did think I would be able to hide the actual abuse from the cameras so then what going through I mean because you like were like ground <coughs> running like tough so then what made you want to come like do it again? 
Well, initially when I did the show, when I signed on, I did not recognize this consciously, but in retrospect, I think that I felt as though the cameras might provide me some protection because people don't act out in public. You know, they don't necessarily abuse people at the mall. So if you have cameras there all the time, then I thought subconsciously, it might make him have to be on his best behavior. And you know, when abusers are good, they can be good. good, man. And they're really charming. charming. And so, yes. And so when he was like that, we had some great times. And when he, if I thought I could make him that person all the time, because he was also a narcissist. So put a camera around him and he's going to think the world's going to love him. So maybe that best side is going to be the side that's out all the time. And of course that didn't happen. And then when he started seeing how people were reacting to him, it made things, I feel like even worse because he was realizing that the world could see it. You know, I remember going on Wendy Williams in season one with Adrian actually, excuse me. And she, um, Wendy Williams said, he abuses you, doesn't he? Like flat out. You know how she is. So yeah, and I was like, uh, no, no, no. Like, uh, I mean, what am I gonna say? Yeah, he's beating the shit out. Wait, but what did he? Does she say because of that, 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 that? Like, where does this come from? I think just watching the show, she could just see the dynamic between us, and a lot of people were like, "What is wrong with you with your marriage?" And I mean, it was so evident to other people. And I just never dreamt it would be that obvious just from our interactions. And does she do this on, like, does she do this when <clears throat> we're actually on the show or be like, yes. like, it, like <laughs> you guys are on and she asks you, she says it's on the spot. Yes. And you're like, no, no, what are you talking about? No, of course, I mean, I think, you know, you have that, like, I think I did probably that stupid laugh that you do when you don't know what else to do. And you're just like, no, don't be so silly. And your voice gets 15 levels higher. <laughs> like that uncomfortable. Did Adrian know at the time? Yes, Adrian knew. Adrian didn't know the severity, but Adrian and I knew each other. Um, our, our babies went to mommy and me together way before oh. Housewives. So we both went to the a preschool in Beverly Hills and we were together like, when our kids, so we'd go to mommy and me together when they were little, little, when you stay at mommy and me. Yeah, and then yeah. when you do the thing where you drop them as they get a little bit older, you know, drop them at the preschool. Um, then she and I would go have coffee. Like we were together a lot, like three days a week at least. And so, you know, over time she knew there was problems with my marriage and that he would get, you know, get nasty with me and stuff. And I think that's one of the reasons she kind of turned on me when everything came out. And I think part of it for her was she really lived the roller coaster. You know, she yeah, had been she with was me her for so many years and she was just like, enough already, like leave him. And she had that point, I think had just reached a point of frustration because she'd been dealing with it with me for um, probably four, three years. So she's, probably the most sick of hearing about it because she was like, what do you, I mean, but like you said, unless you're living it, it's so easy to be like, walk away or why are you taking this? Right. Like we choose to wake up and be like, Hmm, am I going to get my ass beat today? Like this sounds like a great idea for today. I mean, you know, it's so, I mean, it's just, it's the whole thing is crazy. And I, but I get it though, because like in the charming part, like for me, it was like, everybody loved him because he would just turn it on and be this like charmer like no way he could even hurt a fly let alone 100 you you know I mean but so you're doing this how did you manage to like go with the cameras go with the crazy girls is that what you're just like you were just always going like you couldn't you couldn't like you said you couldn't have had fun because if you're not dealing with it on the show with the crazy ladies and you guys had a lot of shit go down. I mean, from the dinner party from hell, you, you know, Kyle and, and Ken, I mean, it was bonkers what you guys went through. And then you go <laughs> home. How is it now though? Now when you go home after you're filming, you have a nice, loving, warm, welcoming, supportive home and husband. Like, is it just game changer from then to now? 
total game changer. And, and he's like, go have fun, go get crazy. Like, you know, he's very encouraging of me, like living it up in the OC. And so that is so fun to know that no matter what I do, no matter how bad I screw up or what I say, he's going to be like, you're all good. I mean, I've got a couple of things that come out this year on the show that he's like, that's my wife. <laughs> you know, so. That's the thing though. He's accepting. He know like Tamara. Remember Tamara was with Simon and Simon's always like, why did you say that? Why did you do this? Why? And then she's like, I find Eddie and Eddie just knows that like, I'm a truck driver with tits and he yeah. loves it. <laughs> totally. hundred percent. Right. Yes. I mean, and you can see when they're together, I was just with them the other night and um, yeah, he's just like, that's my girl, you know, and I go know. for it, baby. I just love it. And it's such a totally different way to live um, as opposed to, of course, how it was for me on Beverly Hills. So um, it's been really freeing and it's made being on the OC a lot of fun. And I love the girls. And so um, I think people are going to enjoy the season. Did you know of doing OC, joining OC before you did Ultimate Girls Trip or Ultimate Girls Trip was way before? Ultimate Girls Trip was before I knew about going on the OC. So, yes. Okay. So you're, but you had already <clears throat> known Tamara and Vicky because just being in the housewives block for so long. Yes. So yeah. I knew Tamara. I've known Tamara and Vicky for a long time now. Okay. So you're coming back, Taylor, freaking after all this time and you're with Brandy of all people. <laughs> were you like, girls was great. were you like, what am I doing? This is my coming back with Brandy. Die because Andy Cohen is so adorable and he calls me and he's like oh there's this ultimate girls trip thing it's just gonna be fun and I'm like Andy Cohen if you don't think I know you better than that. that's the first thing gonna, you should know just take a little trip together you know it's just gonna be a bunch of ladies hanging out I'm like mm-hmm, okay I gotcha and then he's like oh oh and I'm like sounds great I'll do it yeah it sounds like fun and I also thought, like we talked about earlier, like, oh, it'll be great for people to see life after. Because right. when I left Beverly Hills, my life was a wreck. I mean, I was in shambles. I was a mess. And my life was a mess. And now I'm like, it'll be good for people to see, oh, look, she lived through it. And now she can come have some fun with us. And but then the very last thing he said, he said, okay, oh, one last thing. Are you willing to film with Brandy? And I'm like, Andy Cohen. You stinker. You are shady, messy, messy, messy. Yes. So were you like, shit, I, had you already signed up for it? Or this was like, I hadn't signed on the dotted line. I'll think about it. No, I was like, you know what? I'll film it there. Brandy and I are like, like I said earlier, like we're like family members that fight at Thanksgiving. I mean, we do have some weird affection for one another. And for some reason, we always end up making out. I don't know why, <laughs> where that comes from. I don't know if it's sexual frustration or we just get so sick of each other that finally we're like, ah, oh, let's just kiss. You're I like a know. fighting couple that you're like, the only way to get through the hump is just to like to do it. Just make out. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so you're, I, so you go, <coughs> um, so you come back to the shit show. And by the way, you're coming off to, you're going to Bluestone after they just went to Turks and Caicos. And yeah. you like, <laughs> I was you like, like, wait a minute. I thought we were going to the Hamptons. And I'm like, I don't, I've never even heard of the Berkshires. I mean, I don't know anything about the East Coast. Right, I just right. have not spent a lot of time there. I know, you know, I've spent, I know the States and everything, but I usually just go to New York or, you know, for work or whatever. But yeah, I was like, Berkshires. I literally thought we were going to the Hamptons. And I wasn't the only one. Tamara's like, Massachusetts. She can't even say Massachusetts. <laughs> so I was like, I have no idea where we're going to end up. I'd never met Dorinda. And so then they were giving us our flight plan and they were like, okay, you're going to fly into the city. And I'm like, wait a minute. And I'm like looking up where the Berkshires are. And I'm like, why are we flying in a New York city? Should we be flying in? Like, I was like, there's closer airports to where, wherever the hell it is we're going. So um, yeah, but it was so charming there. Of course, Bluestone Manor is charming yeah, in and of yeah. itself, but even the town and it was just really cute. <clears throat> did you, were you, did you know everybody going in except for during, you didn't know Durinda? I did not. Um, I, had, I had, I knew Jill um and I just have to tell you like favorite part of the trip is that Eva is my spirit animal I love that woman to death and Phaedra is like another just 
the best. I love her Isn't so she much. Incredible. I incredible. Will text her and just be like, I love you. And she's probably like, okay, you lunatic, but she is so funny. She was, I was on the phone with her a while back and you know, the way she talks. I mean, it's just hysterical, like all the time. And so I was like, can I, I had a girlfriend visiting me. I was like, Phaedra, can I put you on speaker? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, sure. You know, whatever you want, you know how she is. And so she's like, I love you, Taylor. <laughs> I love you too, Phaedra. <laughs> that accent is priceless. She's amazing. But even I really bonded on Ultimate Girls and we didn't know anything about one another. And so it was really great to get to know her. So, and then you go right from that and then they're like, can you come on OC? And then that's when you found out about OC. Yeah, um, I guess it was after, well, it was definitely after it aired, um, after Ultimate Girls aired before we discussed my going on OC. And you're like, sure, let's go back to it. Yeah. Well, plus- Oh, Orange County is actually my home. So my parents moved, my mother moved to OC when I was 17. So I, I've had a presence in the OC for a very, very long time. Although I lived a lot of years in Beverly Hills, you know, Orange County is home for me. And so it felt like a real natural shift. And I think that's why being the first one to ever switch cities is probably why it happened. Because it's not like I went, oh, I live in New York. Now I want to move to Beverly Hills. Right, you know, it's, right. this is really my home. And so it was much more of a natural flow for that progression to happen. Did you know Shannon pre going on? <clears throat> Shannon and I had met at a couple of charity events, but that was it. And I love her. <laughs> and had you known any of the other ones besides <clears throat> Tamara? I beg your pardon? Yeah. Had you known any of the other ones besides Tamara? Uh, like Heather. Heather. You knew Heather. Not well, but we see each other socially. We go to the same places. So over the years, and I've known, you know, a little bit more about Terry because of his relationship with Paul, who of course was married to Adrian Duh. when we were on Beverly Hills. Yeah, the whole plastic. Yeah, I got it. Okay. Now, Beverly Hills is like a big flow chart of everybody who knows one another and who's, who's now married to somebody else's ex-husband. And like, it's well, remember when. <clears throat> totally. Yeah. Well, so my friend, Linda Thompson, who's mother, who's the mother of Brody Jenner. Yes. Okay. Brody is Bruce, Bruce. AKA Caitlin's um, yes. son. son. Then he marries Chris Jenner. Yes. Okay. And then um, Linda was married to David Foster. Who then Yolanda, Yolanda married. Oh my God. That's it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is like all my friends. I'm like, everybody's been married to everyone like all their kids are apparently related you know so like Linda's kids are related to the Kardashian girls and then you know David's the stepfather of Brody and Brandon and who then marries Yolanda and now the Hadid girls are his stepkids and then I know Muhammad who used to be married to Yolanda <laughs> I, don't, I can't keep it, track it, of it you guys are but how do you do that like you were saying like we were talking about Kim and Kyle and then Kathy and Kyle so if you're friends with both like say one gets a divorce or whatever like a, you're friends with Kyle and you're friends with Kathy how do you do that you know I think because my relationships with them are separate got it yeah so it's fine it's not like don't talk to my sister or don't talk to her or like team me. No. I mean, I no. just saw them both that we were at BravoCon. Oh, duh. Yeah. yeah. So I, it was so fun to see everyone at BravoCon, like all the OGs and then just all the fun. I mean, it's great to see Teresa there, but it was really fun for me to see like Ramona and Luann and all the girls that are going to now be the legends. You all are the legends. I mean- <laughs> Taylor, do you know, by the way, I just, I mean, I'm literally like, there was a thousand other things I wanted to dive in with you. And I, I look and it's freaking two already. I, I Call me. I mean, <laughs> like, I, I didn't even like it. I did want to play a little game with you though, real quick. Are you okay. down? Yeah, let's play. It's called Taylor, just for you. These lips were made for talking as you were scratching your whole head. <laughs> Perfect timing. Okay. I just got okay. a little procedure done and I'm a little like, I are don't know. You, are your lips? I didn't get, I didn't get filler. Everybody thinks I get filler in my lips. I don't. They're implants that I got when I was in my twenties and I've, I don't fill them. They're, I'm just stuck with them. 
they actually have limp, lip, limp, lip implants. Oh yeah. And back when I got them done, they were gnarly. So they make an incision on one side and they tunnel through and then they pull like this wrapped up hyaluronic acid thing through your lip. My lips were as big as a horse when I got them done. They were so swollen and black. I thought they were going to fall off. I know it's stupid things you do in your twenties. But then that's it, but they'll never go away and you never have to get a filler. They've gotten smaller, you know, just from aging, right? So my natural lip tissue as you get older, but Andy was like, they don't look as big as they used to. I think we've all just gotten used to them. It's almost like breast implants. They just start drooping a little bit. Yeah. Like over- <laughs> They're just getting a little smaller. That is but, incredible. No. I never knew that. Have you said that before? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I try to tell people because people on like social are like, stop injecting your lips. Oh, I'm like, I don't inject my lips. Oh, here's a good social one. Somebody tweeted me back in the day and I had it. We were, it was the Beverly Hills cast in a picture and they're like, your knees look old. And I'm like, bitch, you should see my ass. Okay. <laughs> You're like, my knees are 15. Here, let me ass. turn around and pull it down for you because that'll change your whole perspective. You know what? You'll appreciate this being a blind speaking of social. And I obviously, I don't get it anywhere near you guys, but you know, sometimes hi, this isn't natural blonde. Okay. And sometimes I always can't get to my hairdresser. So it's darker at one point. And somebody, I'm, I'm all Rudy, Rudy. So someone at one point goes, why did you draw a black line down the center? (laughs) And I was like, you are the biggest moron. (laughs) But like, there's no length that people won't go or say things. Now, after that, it literally changed my whole perspective on social media though. Cause I'm like, it's comical. Like it's just at this point, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, and I can only imagine, you know what, honestly, thank God social media wasn't around when you were doing Beverly Hills the first time. You know, it you was Instagram no Twitter. Twitter. Oh, Twitter. Yeah. And we got brutalized on Twitter. I was like, dude, I never expected it to be like, it was brutalized. Like it was unbelievable. I'm so yeah, happy people. though, only Twitter, not that it was only, but like more wasn't around because if you're going through hard stuff, you don't need the pile on from yeah. like the social media bullshit. You know, I can't even, yeah. okay, wait. And then I'll let you go. Cause I know you have to go. Listen, okay. <laughs> These lips that aren't fillers for the record <laughs> were made for talking. So it's kind of like an OC versus Beverly Hills. Okay. Okay. Oh, this so, is going to get me in trouble. Uh, maybe. No, you're <laughs> too nice for that. All right. So I'm basically, they asked you a question. It's OC or Beverly Hills. Okay. Okay. And no pleading the fifth. <laughs> no what? No pleading the fifth. Okay. Who has better fashions, OC or Beverly Hills? Beverly Hills. Okay. Who throws the better parties? Um, me. (laughs) (laughs) Best answer ever. Who is more real on camera? Oh, all the cast. Um, OC. OC. Mm -hmm. Who do you think has better friendships? People on Beverly Hills or people on OC? Now or then? Now. Hmm. I'm going to say OC. Because like a Gina and Emily, you and Tina. Yeah, because I feel like those Beverly Hills girls are about to eat each other alive these days. <laughs> Madness. I don't know which is worse, then or now. Yeah, I don't know. No, I definitely think now is worse for, for Beverly Hills. Yeah, it's rough up there. If you're taking a break, you know it ain't good. And you guys, Beverly Hills has been through a lot of shit. So if you're taking a break, you know something is not. Well, and also when I was with Brandy, she was like, I don't think I can handle being on Beverly Hills. And I'm like, if Brandy Glanville can't handle it, you got problems. You are, you're done. You're toast. Like stick a fork. Yeah. That's insane. Brandy say that. Okay. Who better, like who consistently has better seasons? Do you think OC or Beverly Hills? I got to say Beverly Hills, unfortunately. I agree. Who do you think brings more to the reunions? Hmm. 
God, I just feel like with all the drama that's going on in Beverly Hills, I have to say Beverly Hills. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. They're crazy right now. Like, crazy. I am. Serious. Um, okay. So who, <laughs> this is bad. Who, <laughs> okay. I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> who would answer? Oh, the internet connection. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor, are you there? <laughs> yeah. Who, who do you think Andy would call first? Vicky or Rena? Call first? Yeah. Who is his first call? Rena or Vicky? I don't, I really don't know on that one. I would probably say Vicky just because she's been here since dirt. Totally. Vicky or Tamara? Uh, Tamara. Tamara. I knew that. Yeah. Okay. And the biggest, most important question for these super almost real lips are made for talking. <laughs> Who gets the best lips award? You or Rena? Jeff Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> Those are not real. <laughs> right? I don't right? think so. I don't think so. You can't. They can't like the side, like the, like I look at it. I'm like, no way they can be real. That an your aunt, yours two answers were perfection. And you definitely win. These lips were made for talking. Good job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Can you, cause it's, you know, we only live two hours away from each other. So it's a super quick drive. But yes. next time. When you come up to LA, we got to get together for lots of cocktails, please. For sure. Could you imagine us together? Oh my God. This is I would. Camera. I can't wait. And then you have to do my podcast. Oh, duh. Wait, when are you? Hello. When are you? January. January. The Raw Show. R-A-W. Because it's right and wrong. I drop. <laughs> boom, bitches. <laughs> Wait, what's your co-host name? His, your friend. Rick. Rick Walker. Rick Walker. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, Taylor. I He's been doing radio for 40 years. Oh, He's so a boss. This is jam. This is nothing for him. Yeah, it's really it. fun. I cannot wait. Listen, and just off this, like if you need anything for your book, if you need any, obviously like bounce off ideas for, I know, because I know you're, you have writers and everything, but like, Someone I'm writing it. I don't have writers. You're writing the whole thing. No one's like helping you. No, I mean, I get ideas from other people, like yeah. you said. Right. But like I mean, the I'm ideas. Like, yeah. You're all day. It is all day. All day. I mean, I'm just trying to get my first five girls down, but I'd love to hear some of your perspective because I'm doing a whole line of superheroes. So I need as much input from women who've been through what we've been through and help me come up with your superpower, girl. Listen, I would, I mean, it was, I moved here from Ohio 10 years ago and I didn't know anybody. I had nothing, just my savings that I worked hard for, knew, left my, everybody. I knew no, I rented an apartment off of Craigslist. Amazing. With, with my guy. And then, it, you know. With your abuser? Yeah. Oh, shoot. So then it's like, really? <sighs> like I had, yeah. a, I had a, a, to go like a just in case bag. Yeah. At a guy, a, 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 a older guy's like apartment upstairs. I'm like, in case I literally physically can't go anywhere except for up the stairs, at least here's my bag. Hmm. But like, anyway, so I could go like, we could clearly talk about it. But any, any, anyway, anything that you need help with, listen, it's very near and dear to my heart, you know, and especially as two moms, more importantly, with girls who all I look at her and I'm like, you, you know, you're going to be a badass. You're going to be a badass and you're going to be. Yeah. A she can be her own little superhero. See, exactly. We, that call <laughs> superheroes every day. Cause it's like, you, you know, you know how it is as a mom, like nothing else matters. Like this is cool and shows are cool and everything, but like nothing else matters when you look at them. hundred so, percent. Well, honey, you're darling. So thank you for taking your time and for sharing my story and for being such a big supporter of domestic violence victims and survivors. I really appreciate that. And I know you appreciate it too. So girl power on. And you know what? I didn't even mean to like get into that at all. Like I was, it was like, a, let's hit on it maybe. And then like talk about all the other, oh, shit, all the other shit. And it didn't, 
it just went to where it went. So I hope you don't mind. Like I, I, I'm so thrilled. The more we can spread the word and the more we can show like, like for you, all your success life after your beautiful family and how you've turned it all around. And we want all the women out there and, and men too, that are experiencing it to know that it happens. Oh, and you know, what's crazy. I've done this side piece now for two years. And then we started Namaste bitches like three months ago. I've never, I, I think that's why it hit me too. I don't think I've ever, no, I, I don't think like I've never, ever talked about anything. Really? So like now. Yeah. Like, just like, I think that's, sorry. I didn't mean to get like crazy emotional, but like, I, I, oh, I, it really touched me. You know, it was, it was great too on ultimate girls. I mean, because I know people get tired of me talking about it basically, but, um, for it to come up for Eva and for Eva then to share her story because she hadn't shared her story either. And it just, it normalizes it a little to help people out there to see like, this comes in all walks of life and as beautiful and as successful as Eva is, she experienced it too. And, you know, you've experienced it. So it's just, it's so unfortunately common, you know, they say one in three women, I think it's underreported. I believe that it's more than that. So, um, sharing our stories is only helping the greater good. Holy. Well, listen, this, this, just, just, just made my, hence why I was like, can't wait to see you. Can't wait to see you. <laughs> oh, like it's super dark. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for okay, everything, Taylor. Can't wait. Right. Thank you, babe. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. 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 Thank you so much for listening to Side Piece. Make sure to follow on Instagram with the handle at Side Piece Show. That's at S-I-D-E-P-I-E-C-E-S-H-O-W. At Side Piece Show. And don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe.